Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, this chapter I'm about to read contains several uh, stories or aspects of stories that I find extremely fascinating. And so the chapter starts out with an update on the uh, the king of Judah, who's the king of Judah, and who's the king of Israel, and so forth. And then it goes into the death of Elisha. And uh, when we get into the death of Elisha, first it says that um, he was suffering from an illness from which he died. That fascinates me because we often think that godly people never get sick and they don't die from sickness. But here was this very godly man who died from an illness. So we'll we'll talk about that. But there's another aspect to this chapter. Uh, he gives a prophecy. And uh, the prophecy is that this king, Jehoash of Israel, should do a certain thing and he will utterly defeat the Aramines or the Syrians forever. But um, uh, the king doesn't do exactly what Elisha had uh, expected him to do. And so he changed the prophecy to, you won't destroy them forever, you'll beat them, you'll have three victories over them. So in other words, it's a conditional prophecy that's not given as a conditional prophecy. We want to get into that a little bit too. So now let's read 2 Kings chapter 13. In the 23rd year of Joash, son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned for 17 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord by following the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit, and he did not turn away from them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and for a long time he kept them under the power of Hazael, king of Aram, and Ben-Hadad, his son. Then Jehoahaz sought the Lord's favor, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. The Lord provided a deliverer for Israel, and they escaped from the power of Aram. So the Israelites lived in their own homes as they had before. But they did not turn away from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. They continued in them. Also the Asherah pole remained standing in Samaria. Nothing had been left of the army of Jehoahaz except fifty horsemen, ten chariots, and ten thousand foot soldiers. For the king of Aram had destroyed the rest and made them like the dust at threshing time. As for the other events in the reign of Jehoahaz and all that he did and his achievements, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria, and Jehoash his son succeeded him as king. In the 37th year of Joash king of Judah, Jehoash son of Jehoahaz became king in Israel in Samaria, and he reigned for 16 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He continued in them. As for the other events of the reign of King Jehoash, all that he did and his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and Jeroboam succeeded him on the throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. 
Now, Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did so. Take the bow in your own hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory. The arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared. You will completely destroy the Aramines at Aphek. Then he said, Take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him, Strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will only defeat it three times. Elisha died and was buried. Now the Moabite raiders used to enter the country every spring. Once, while some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders. So they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. Hazael, king of Aram, oppressed Israel through the reign of Jehoahaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion and showed concern for them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To this day, he's been unwilling to destroy them or banish them from his presence. Hazael, king of Aram, died, and Ben-Hadad, his son, succeeded him as king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the towns that he had taken in battle from his father Jehoahaz. Three times Jehoash defeated him, and so he recovered the Israelite towns. Now, I'm not going to comment a lot on the various kings, but three times it's mentioned in this chapter that the, uh, the kings of Israel, the kings of the northern kingdom, continued in the sins of Jeroboam. This was the golden calf worship. Remember, he set up in uh, Dan and Bethel. He made them holy cities, and he put an idol, a calf idol, in both of the cities. And this worship of the calves became the prevailing sin all through the existence of the northern kingdom of Israel. And so three kings are mentioned here that um, perpetuated this offense. But I want to get to this um, conditional prophecy thing. First, Elisha had been suffering from an illness from which he eventually died. He dies in this chapter. And so how many of you have heard it said that, you know, a really godly person should not be sick, should never be sick? Well, here we have a man that there's no indication that Elisha was ever anything other than a very godly man and a very anointed man, and yet he was sick with an illness from which he eventually died. And so he was indeed an old man. We don't know the nature of the illness. But uh, don't just assume because someone has an illness that they have somehow gotten out of the will of God or that they've uh, backslidden or walked away from the Lord. I'm a spirit-filled pastor, and I pastor a spirit-filled church. And sadly, sometimes uh, spirit-filled believers 
can be silly and flaky about certain things. And this is one of the issues that comes up. People will almost accuse a sick person of being in some kind of sin. And uh, it is it is not the rule. It is, um, I'm sure it happens. There are sometimes people are sick that are in sin as well. But here we have Elisha as a shining example of a righteous man who died from an illness. So don't lose sight of that, friends. Um, it happens. None of us get out of this life alive. The generation that's here when Jesus returns will uh, go up in the air to meet him, as, as Thessalonians tells us. But for the rest of us, we've got to pass through death to get to what comes next. And some believers die from illnesses, not just from natural causes. Anyway, uh, Jehoash, the king of Israel, went down to see Elisha um, because he was dying. So he went down to honor Elisha and um, to tell him how much he appreciated him. He said, my father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And so Elisha had one more prophecy for the king of Israel. He said, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did this. Then he said to the king of Israel, let me put my hands on your hands. So Elisha put his hands on the king's hands as he held the bow and, and an arrow. And Elisha said, open the east window. He opened it. And Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow of victory. The arrow of victory over Aram. Aram, once again, is Syria. So Elisha then declared, you will completely destroy the Aramines at Aphek. Now let's stop right there. You will completely destroy the Aramines at Aphek. You will utterly eradicate the Syrians at Aphek. You'll be done with the Syrians once and for all. Now that, friends, in verse 17, is an unconditional prophecy. He said, this is what uh, the Lord says, you're going to destroy the Aramine. Then, in verse 18, he says, now take the rest of the arrows. And the king picked them up. And Elisha says, strike the ground. So the king struck the ground three times with the arrows and stopped. And then Elisha was very angry, and he said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram completely and destroyed it. But now you're only going to have three victories over them. So this is a very strange um, prophetic event, prophetic encounter. There was something in the attitude of Jehoash in that he only struck the arrows three times three times, that invalidated the uh, complete destruction of the Syrians. It's a little bit cryptic, seems almost a little bit unfair. Who knew you were supposed to strike uh, the arrows five or six times, as Elisha later told him? But apparently the attitude of his heart invalidated the prophecy that you'll totally eradicate the Syrians. That's all we can conclude from this. And so, friends, some of the true words of the Lord may be to us from Scripture, may be real, they may be applicable to us, but if we don't have the right heart attitude, they may not come to pass. And so the attitude of our hearts, the response to the word of the Lord is important. I think this is a prophetic key for all of us. And so Elisha died, and he's buried. Now, this is not the end of it. He's buried so long that his body deteriorates and only his bones are left. And then uh, some Moabite raiders came into Israel, and the Israelites were in the process of burying a guy. They saw the Moabite raiders, and they quickly threw the dead guy into Elisha's tomb. And the Bible says when the body touched Elisha's bones, 
the man came to life and stood up on his feet. And so obviously this was not a matter of Elisha um, having faith for this. Elisha was with the Lord. But his bones were still so anointed from the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Lord that literally the anointing residual in his bones brought this man back to life. That's what the scriptures say. Now, this is unique in the annals of, um, of our Bibles, but uh, it is noteworthy. Um, a friend of mine preached a message one time, anointed to the bone, <laughs> and Elisha's bones were indeed anointed. So um, uh, make of it what you will. And then the chapter ends with Israel only defeating Syria three times, according to the word of Elisha. Now, let me pray into this the way that I see it in terms of this conditional prophecy. Lord, first I'll acknowledge to you and to anyone who's listening that my understanding may or may not be correct. But my understanding is that this Joash, the king of Israel, did not have the right attitude toward your word, and somehow he partially invalidated the prophecy of Elisha that said you will completely destroy the Arameans. And so his response was um, apparently lukewarm. He was told to strike arrows in the ground, which he did, but Elisha was angry that he didn't do it more, more, more zealously. So my takeaway is, Lord, that there was something in his attitude toward the word of the Lord, the prophetic word of the Lord, that was insufficient, and it partially invalidated your word to him. Lord, may that not happen to us. May we take you at your word and pursue uh, the fulfillment of your scriptures and your words to us zealously, believing, Lord. We are called believers for a reason. May we not be found as unbelievers when you speak. May we move in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.